Welcome back to the Talking Thomas podcast, your podcast for all things Thomas and Friends related, railway series related, Shining Time Station, etc., etc. My name is Orion. And my name is Tony. And today we are going to be uh, continuing our series of railway series discussions, um, railway series book reviews, if you like. Uh, Today we will be discussing Thomas the Tank Engine. Uh, Last time that you uh, heard us discuss the railway series, we were discussing the first book, which is the Three Railway Engines. So this is the second book in the series, of course, published in 1946, uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. And, uh, you know, great way to, to start this book, really, is just to, you know, just to read the, the foreword. So right. Um, right at the beginning, um, this is the first book that starts with a foreword, um, and that tradition will be carried on to all the books following. Um, but this uh, particular book here uh, starts with, Dear Christopher, here is your friend Thomas the Tank Engine. He wanted to come out of his station yard and see the world. These stories tell you how he did it. I hope you will like them because you helped me to make them, your loving daddy. So that, of course, is uh, from the Reverend W. Audrey to his son, Christopher, who would later, of course, take up the mantle of writing the railway series. And this, of course, introduces the most popular locomotive in the world, uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. Um, And as we touched on in our last episode, I think it's safe to say that the series would not have continued or at least not have uh, been nearly as successful without the introduction of Thomas. There's something about the design of Thomas, the character of Thomas, the stories, particularly in this book, um, that were so strong and were so uh, enjoyable to look at, to read, uh, to think about that. uh, It really just caught on. And even before the railway, even before the railway series was adapted to television in 1984 with Thomas, the tank engine and friends, where obviously, Thomas is in the title. Thomas is the focus. Even before that, Thomas was the most popular character of the series. And a lot of, you know, the books were colloqui- colloquially known as the Thomas the Tank Engine books. Right. Um, not the railway series necessarily. So um, so the, it's interesting that Thomas, even before the TV series, was the most popular character. It is. Um, and and I, I agree with that sentiment that... Had it not been for this book, the series probably wouldn't have continued or at least wouldn't be as popular as it is today. Um, because there's just something about that little blue engine, you know, and it is, I, I also don't know that I, I think it is something about his personality, his looks, because, of course, uh, Thomas, as design, as we see, on the book cover, he's quite different from the Reverend's original idea of him. He originally designed him to be a complete, he, he originally thought of Thomas to be a completely different looking engine. And it's only because of uh, Reginald Payne, the original illustrator of uh, this story, that we have the iconic look for Thomas that we do, that we do, you know. And thank God for that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, now, of course, I'll, uh, to give a little backstory, um, Thomas didn't even really come about until after the first railway series book had been published in 1945 uh, for Christmas of that year, using some spare pieces that he had at home. uh, The Reverend built a small wooden tank engine uh, for Christopher for that Christmas. And uh, he was named Thomas. And then he was inspired to, write more stories about this little engine and it became this book 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, and uh, you're right from the get go. I would say that this is probably the strongest book of the first, uh, you know, let's say four or five books of the railway series. Definitely um, the first four. Yes. Cer- yeah, cer- certainly the first four books. Um, I would say it's, um, it's the strongest book in terms of its individual stories. Yes. Um, and clearly he, clearly he, you know, he, he, had a great knack for writing Thomas stories and, and coming up with ideas for Thomas um, because, you know, he had one book away from Thomas with James, the red engine, the next book, and then came right back to Thomas again, right. and Thomas again. Um, right. And so, you know, just really couldn't keep away uh, from using, from using Thomas and Thomas pops up throughout many of the books. Now um, for, for a child who's discovering the railway series and is, you know, obviously familiar with the TV series, they might be surprised that Thomas is not in a lot, really is not in the majority of the actual Railway Series stories if no. by, by story count. But uh, no, over, over but his influence is felt, of course, in, um, you know, on the Railway Series as it's known as, was known as the Thomas the Tank Engine series. And of course, in the TV series, he is implemented in many stories that he was not originally in. Well, and that's very true. In the Railway series itself, I'd say at least half of the stories have no connection to Thomas other than the fact that he is part of the same railway. Right. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, the, uh, of, uh, like I said, majority of the stories. Right. Um, especially because there's extra narrow, ga- narrow gauge books. Yes. And the small railway engines books and the uh, mountain engines book that don't feature Thomas at all. Right. Very true. And the first story in the book, of course, is Thomas and Gordon. Uh, mm-hmm. Once again, um, we have uh, we see a different uh, interaction between Gordon and another character. So in the previous book, we got Edward and Gordon. This one is Thomas and Gordon. Again, right, right from the get-go, we're establishing that this that these stories are set on the same railway um, and that Thomas is in the same you know, lives around the same characters and lives on the same railway with Edward Gordon and Henry that we were introduced to in the previous book. And also that the fat director is the director of this railway, you know, the same railway. Right. Um, as well. Um, but Thomas and Gordon, obviously great story. Yes. Um, great start to, uh, to the Thomas character. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's a great book. I love the illustrations actually by Reginald Payne. I think he did a great job. He did. Um, it's it's a shame that he didn't do more stories because he really did. Um, he had a he had a really nice style uh, that uh, that uh, was kind of in, almost really you can kind of think of it almost in between the styles of Dalby and uh, John T. Kenny. I, I would agree really. with that. They're I, they're I, yeah. He's certainly closer to Dalby. And of course, the illustrations that most of us would be looking at nowadays are the ones that were enhanced by C. Reginald Dalby later. Now, now um, we say, I, I'm glad you said enhanced because a lot of people say that Dalby re-illustrated the series. And that's, while that technically may be true, he didn't really do that much re-illustrating from what I can tell because I've seen pictures of the original Dalby, uh, sorry, the original pain illustrations, rather. And... There's not that much difference. I mean, maybe some of the imagery is sharper, but on the whole, it looks like he really just took the original pain illustrations and made a few minor edits to them because the the pain illustrations are 
well, as I, as I said, with, with maybe a few minor changes, basically untouched. Right. Absolutely. Um, what's also interesting too, is that right, you know, the, the illustrations in this book here really mm-hmm. establish, um, a world where, uh, there are more people around basically. So in the first book, the three railway engines, we see a lot of open country landscapes um, and small country stations. Um, And it's a more idyllic kind of world. Whereas in this book, we see, uh, you know, in the one illustration, we see a town behind Mm -hmm. the shed uh, where Thomas is, shunting coaches and then and the station it's a very big very busy station like a london station or maybe a smaller you know smaller city station but um but it's certainly it's a it's a very busy station full of lots of people and that's a completely different world than what we saw in the previous book um the previous one was as i said more idyllic right um more pastoral and this one is certainly more urban um and it's it's quite interesting in that regard and Mm -hmm. uh and that that uh, combination of the two worlds in the railway series is always uh, quite interesting um, in terms of, you know, we obviously know that there are towns around the railway, right. but all we ever see is the railway. Uh, so we only ever see the engines. And so we often only see little run bys and things like that, that are, that are more countryside uh, right. than are urban. But this book certainly shows us uh, more people than we than we would see that we did see in the previous book. And then honestly, then we would see in a lot of the other uh, future books for a while. Yeah. Um, there's really a- this, this one establishes um, a much more urban environment at, at particularly at, at that station, which of course is um, established as uh, that he was a, a station pilot right. um, there. But. There's a lot of world building in this story, uh, mostly within the illustrations, of course, but also, within the stories themselves you know because we're well we're introduced to an entirely new character uh and right off the bat i love the description of thomas and of course we all know the description because we've all heard it you know he has sit small wheels a short stumpy funnel a short stumpy boiler and a short stumpy dome and that's just a great description because it it tells you everything even without the illustration you can tell what this engine looks like uh you know, I mean, of course, the illustration is helpful, but right away, you know, short and stumpy, you get plenty of description just from those few words. And of course, then we go into detail about his personality. And it's just a great introductory story to this character. And I, I, as I said back when we did the uh, well, the pilot episode for this podcast, really, there's a reason why this episode was chosen or why this story rather was chosen as the first episode of Thomas, the tank engine and friends, just because it's such a great introduction to everything. Absolutely. Yeah. And and again, not just to Thomas, um, but this almost serves, this really almost serves as kind of a rebirth of the series. Yes. Um, and, And honestly, I mean, if you took out the three railway engines from the world of the railway series, other than the sad story of Henry um, and, you know, and establishing that, that Henry, um, you know, is afraid of the rain and he got shut up in a tunnel and also apart from establishing Gordon's Hill. um, Other than that, really this, this could serve as an effective introduction to the railway series because in this book, we do also see in addition to this first story where we do see Gordon, we do see Edward later in Thomas and the trucks and in Thomas's train, the next story we do see Henry. So um, it's all established. and, And you're right, really in this first 
um, in this first, uh, these first descriptions, you know, we talk about the fact that the big engines take out trains on long journeys. Um, mm -hmm. And so we're establishing that this is, this is a functioning, very busy railway with lots of passengers going in and out. Right. Um, and that's, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, as I said, it can really serve as kind of a rebirth of the series. Definitely. Definitely. But yes, uh, yeah, Thomas and Gordon, fantastic start to uh, the book. And it would just uh, continue to be good from there. Right. And, and also, of course, uh, in the first illustration of Thomas, we do see that he has a number one on his side. So he's the first numbered engine. We wouldn't have the other engines have numbers um, until uh, Henry the Green Engine. Right. Um, and then that was established that they were numbered because they were uh, part of the the region, part of British Railways. Yes. Um, at the time. So, um, yes. But, but yeah. Yes, definitely. Uh, so, of course, that story after Thomas and Gordon is Thomas's train, which is the the story itself is great. The illustrations of the story are caused the beginning of what would be an ongoing issue involving Henry for the Reverend that would last until Henry the Green Engine. He would continue to have issues uh, with that locomotive for quite a while, uh, mostly because of the way that uh, both Reginald Payne and C. Reginald Dalby drew Henry. <laughs> right, absolutely. Way too similar to Gordon, even sometimes giving him square buffers. Right. Uh, which, you know, of course, Blue, th this, the, the previous story kind of established, the previous book rather, kind of establishes Blue as the main color because by this point, all of the engines we've seen so far, or at least in Thomas's train, all of the engines we've seen so far have been the same shade of Blue. Uh, you know, maybe, or may at least Blue, maybe a slightly different shade each, but still very similar colors they're all blue um so it's easy to get the two confused especially for children uh if the engines look similar which henry and gordon at least at this point in time did uh, but the story itself thomas's train i i find thomas's train to be an interesting story it's not necessarily one of my favorites but it's it's a nice little story no, yeah, and I think the strength of the book is that each story can easily be summed up um, in one or two sentences. So right. They're high concept, um, you know, stories that are uh, that are just super easy to summarize. Whereas the in the first book, you know, it's as I said, it's it's just more of a it's a it's a you know it's a lazy summer afternoon on a country railway right. kind of feel. Whereas this is certainly has more energy and uh, more pep. And Thomas is a, just a more rambunctious, energetic character um, than we had seen in the first book. Um, He's like and, a kid. Absolutely, yeah. And that, I mean, that's the point, really. Um, yeah. You know, but uh, I th it works marvelously. It does. Um, and that's why these stories are some of the best stories that he wrote for the early railway series. They're just all strong. And, you know, Thomas's train is followed up with Thomas and the Trucks. Right. Which establishes the idea of trucks being naughty, which, of course... Um, was uh i suppose a little bit in edward and gordon but um but certainly more so in this um and then it's obviously you know really more developed in many later stories throughout the railway series right um that the trucks are evil 
to 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 add to that it is sort of hinted at in edward and gordon but we don't really get the idea that they're anything other than a little you know i i think in edward and gordon the trucks are more just resistant to listening to the engines whereas in thomas and the trucks we learn that they're outright defiant and even very mischievous at times Right, absolutely. They're, they are troublesome. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, of course, the, the illustration that we get um, in the middle of Thomas and the Trucks is the iconic illustration of Thomas puffing out of the tunnel right. with, his, uh, with his train of trucks. Um, and that just, that's a wonderful, striking image to have on the cover of, of this book. Um, and for many children, you know, that was the introduction to, to Thomas was that book. Right. Um, and that image. And that's a, it's such a wonderful image. It's a smiling engine puffing through this tunnel. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. And it's a, it's a great story. And once again, we have the fat director, um, you know, playing a, a part at the end of the story really. Yes. Um, and we also have uh, Edward in this story as well. So, um, a nice little interaction. So, you know, in the first one, Thomas, in the first story, Thomas interacts with Gordon. Second story, Thomas interacts with Henry. Third story, Thomas interacts with uh, Edward. And then uh, in the fourth story, of course, Thomas interacts with a new engine yes. uh, named James. Right. With with the image of Thomas that, of course, it, it's it's the most iconic of the railway series images uh most iconic image of thomas in general but definitely the most iconic image of the railway series so much so that it's almost you can't think about the railway series almost without without immediately thinking of that image when i think of the books that's one of the first images that comes to mind is that image of thomas coming out of the tunnel yeah absolutely um and actually, what's interesting is that for the complete collection, that is not the picture that they chose as the main cover illustration. It's not, no. Um, now, of course, the, the American Complete Collection Edition has the collage of images in the, on the front, but yeah. um, beautiful cover. But the main, you know, the main image is of Thomas puffing through the level crossing in Thomas and Birdie from Tank Engine Thomas again. So right. it's quite interesting that they, that they did not use that illustration, the more iconic illustration, really. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's a Thomas and the trucks, great story. Um, and again, this one we mentioned in the previous, uh, episode, um, our previous railway series discussion episode that, uh, in the three railway engines and particularly a lot in these early railway series stories, the Reverend is using a lot of, uh, repetition and onomatopoeia, a lot of, um, you know, Oh, 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 scream the trucks and, uh, all right, all right. Don't fuss, don't fuss. Um, you know, that that kind of thing right um that was more very standard children's story writing uh, yes. that he dropped a lot of later on mm-hmm. but um and and critics of the railway series you know at the time and now um have said that it's you know it's a plotting kind of prose it does it's not it's not great children's story writing and i would say you know is it again as i said in the previous book um in our previous discussion of the three railway engines it's not great literature no. by any means but is it are they great stories and they are yes. great stories it's oh. not necessarily the best prose writing but it's it's they are great compelling stories that inspired 
um, you know, one of the biggest children's franchises of all time. Definitely. And, you know, now we, we say that they're not great pros and, you know, perhaps they're not. Uh, I would I would have to agree with that. But, you know, for their time, you know, as we said earlier, Thomas the Tank Engine was first published in 1946. For its time, they were pretty well critical darlings because there was nothing like them at this time. And yes, the writing was much simpler, but like I said, compared to all the other stuff that was out there with the exception of Winnie the Pooh and a few other that are now seen as classics, you know, there's a reason why the railway series became so popular. And, you know, part of that was of course the characters part of a big part of that was Thomas, but you know, the, the writing itself, while not great by today's standards, was pretty good for 1946. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Um, And then, of course, uh, we're introduced to a very important phrase at the end of Thomas and the Trucks. Uh, This is the introduction to the phrase really useful engine, which um, really came to symbolize the the railway series. So much so that Andrew Lloyd Webber, who was working on a musical TV adaptation of the railway series, um, in the uh, mid to late seventies named a, his production company and his overall, you know, group basically, uh, is called the really useful group. And they produce, uh, of course, all of his musicals, really one of the most successful entertainment, uh, companies in the world. Um, because Andrew Weber is one of the most successful theater owners and producers, um, uh, in the world. So, uh, but it's interesting, you know, he, he borrowed that phrase from that. So it's, it's, it's very, it's, uh, it's really cool that they were able to, uh, you know, use that, that really useful engine phrase and that really useful engine is so iconic and so uh, emblematic of the, of the series. Um, it really is. So speaking of which, not to get too far off topic, uh, but have you, there, there is an image out there that is purportedly from a storyboard for the, uh, for the planned adaptation uh, for Andrew Lloyd Webber. Have, have you seen that image? I have not, but I did read Andrew Lloyd Webber's autobiography that he released a few years ago. Okay. Um, and he did actually touch on the Railway series a couple times. Oh. In it, um, and he talked about how it did actually go to pilot. Um, oh, nice. Which was, uh, which was you know, information that we never had. And right. He could be misremembering. Um, but he did talk about it going to pilot for, I believe, Granada Television at the time. Oh, that um, makes sense. And uh, but yeah, so that's it was quite interesting. Um, and actually, another influence of of specifically the Thomas character and really the the illustrate the you know, illustration style of this book is that the logo for Rocket Records, which was the um, the original logo for Rocket Records, I should say, which right. was Elton John's record label. Yes, um, uses an an E two basically. You know, Thomas, it's right. really Thomas basically, but painted a different color. Of course, um, uh, for its original logo. Nice, so, and it's and so and it's reminiscent of the Reginald Payne illustration. Oh, very cool. That's good to know. Um, so yes, but no, like we've been saying, there aren't enough good things to say about uh, Thomas and the Trucks. I, I think it's a really great story. It's a very energetic story. And that's another thing that we mentioned earlier on is that these are very energetic stories. You know, I mean, they're not, they might not be the best stories in the world, but they're very energetic. They're very high energy. And it's really a big change in pace from the previous book. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, yeah, definitely. And one of the things, um, just specifically touching on illustrations, one of the things that I love about um, Reginald Payne that I uh, don't really care for with C. Reginald Dalby is the way that um, Reginald Payne did steam. And, yes. Uh, his steam coming out of Thomas um, is just so uh, awesome. Uh, it's, it it feels so full. Uh, it's wonderfully illustrated. Yeah. And you know, steam coming out of all the engines, I should say. But of course, Thomas is the main one featured in this right. book. Whereas C. Reginald Dalby's is, is always more wispy and, uh, and just not as satisfying, I think. Um, there's one particular illustration in thomas and the breakdown train the next story um one particular illustration of thomas pulling uh cars away right or trucks i should say uh pulling trucks away and you know just the cloud of steam coming out is just beautifully illustrated it is um but yeah the thomas and the breakdown train is the next story of course and um of course we're once again in even in the first first three paragraphs we uh, see the phrase really useful engine mm-hmm. once again um so and then he also uses it again at the end of the story he does. Uh, so it's quite interesting uh you know, already he was starting to use that um that phrase quite quite regularly right. um but once again with the fat director um and thomas again uh and this isn't in the introduction to james of course in his black livery um, yes which i think is beautiful i i know that well, at this point in time, you know, um, or maybe it, was a few, it, it, it would be a few years until British Railway Black became a big deal. But, um, you know, I, 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 I like James in that black livery, the black with red lining. And I know obviously James is more iconic in red with black lining, but I, I like the black uh, livery myself. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I love the, something I really like about this book too, Reginald uh, Payne's illustrations is that Thomas is a, he's a darker blue than what we see. And it's a, it's, it's almost True. like a, it's almost metallic in a way. It is. Um, as opposed to the the later colors. And honestly, see Reginald Dalby's colors vary per, even <laughs> in the same story. His as, illustrations. As do his illustrations, as do vary, his illustrations yes. in general. Uh, so, uh, which is unfortunate, but yeah. Um, but yeah, Thomas the Breakdown Train, of course, great, great story. Oh, yes. um, and this is really the first. Um, we had a little bit of you know, progression in the three railway engines. In that Henry, um, Henry Gordon, and uh, Edward are all friends. Right at the end of the book, and Henry's painted blue. Um, but in this one, we, we get serious progression. Thomas goes from cheeky little station pilot, goes out to see the world. Um, and then ends up, you know, getting his own branch line. At right. The story. So it's real progression, a real story um, with real momentum going through it. Um, and that's, it's, it's great. Um, it's, it's a really, really great book. Yes. Uh, and a really, really great story. And it's all tied together in the last, you know, the last few lines here, we have mentioned that Edward and Henry stop quite often um, at, uh, you know, of course later that would be defined as that Natford junction. Right. Um, and then, and Gordon is always in a hurry and doesn't stop. Um, so, you know, it's right there. We have the, now the four railway engines yes. um, established. And then, um, you know, it's mentioned that James, uh, you know, and James obviously comes back in the next book um, yeah, as his own engine. So then we have five, but, right. uh, but it's a great, you know, it's a great, great, great story and a great ending to, um, 
I would say the first great book of the Railway series. I yes. would not call it the Three Railway Engines a great book, <laughs> um, but Thomas the Tank Engine I would say is the first uh, great piece of work by by the Reverend W. Audrey. I I would have to agree to to a point. I I do think that this is truly the first great book, and it would continue a succession of. Uh, books of varying quality. M- many of them were great books. Uh, you know, some were better than others, of course. But f- for the most part, th- this also, with what you're saying about it having a consistent arc, that would also be fair fair to say of many railway series books. I mean, of course, there are some that are like the three railway engines that focus on different stories each book. But many of the Railway Series books after this would be books that have an arc to them. You know, they would start off with one thing and then the events would progress and then finally would be all neatly wrapped up by uh, by the end. And uh, I think that the this is where Audrey, in my opinion, really hit his hits the mark so well in that the storytelling is better than the first book. The characterizations are stronger. Uh, they're more definite. Uh, and we, we just did a stronger arc. We did a stronger feel for what each character is about. Uh, and it's just, it's great to have this addition to the stories. And it's, it's a big part of what made the stories last for now 75 years. Yeah, absolutely. I would certainly agree with that. Um, and uh, yeah, and of course, uh, it's followed up by James the Red Engine, which we will touch on next time. We shall. Uh, but uh, but yeah, this was a great second entry into the Rally series. As we said, his first real masterwork. Yes. Um, but thanks for following along with us here and uh, in our discussion of Thomas the Tank Engine. Yep. Um, and of course, you can uh, find more episodes. We have a whole library of several episodes now, um, well over 20 episodes oh, yeah. on uh, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere else you uh, may want to seek us out. Yeah. And we are also available on Twitter at Talking Thomas Podcast, Facebook, Talking Thomas Pod. Um, and uh, yeah, so great, uh, great places to find us. Send yeah. us messages on Twitter. Leave us feedback. We love feedback and we love we ideas for future episodes um, and episode requests specifically for um, any more general discussions um, or Shining Time Station commentaries, which we will be doing more of in the future. Of course. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, yeah, uh, keep on reading the Railway Series.